everybody. Thank you for tuning into the latest episode of the Michigan State Champs Poolside Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Davis. Today, my co-host, David Jolkevsky, and I are here with the head coach of swimming and diving at Jenison High School, Kyle Stump. We'll talk about his journey into becoming a swim coach and give a little sneak peek into the boys' state meet. The State Champs Michigan Poolside Podcast is presented by Lawrence Technological University. Recruit yourself to one of the two dozen varsity-level sports at LTU. Simply log on to ltuathletics.com and click on the Recruit Yourself link. Poolside is also brought to you by the Michigan High School Athletic Association, the MHSAA Needs Officials. For more information, go to the MHSAA.com. This will provide great part-time pay. Stay connected to the game, support the kids and the community, and it's the best way to give back while getting paid. There's help wanted, so just whistle. Go to the MHSAA.com slash officials. The Detroit Medical Center's physical therapy and sports medicine pros. Check out our Game Changer segments with helpful injury prevention and recovery tips. Find them on our State Champs YouTube page or on our website, statechampsnetwork.com or on the State Champs Michigan social media platforms. For immediate access to care, go to dmc.org slash gamechangers. And the Detroit Athletic Club Foundation's Male and Female High School Athlete of the Year Awards are confirmed for Monday, June 7th at the DAC in downtown Detroit. This year's nominees to be announced mid-April. For more information, head over to the dacathleteoftheyear.com. Let's get started. Kyle, in your story, you described how you started coaching Special Olympics at the end of your high school career and realized that you loved coaching and working with children. What was that breakthrough moment that really made you walk away and realize, wow, this is where I'm supposed to be? Well, first of all, hi, Sarah. Hi, Dave. Thanks for having me on. I greatly appreciate it. You know, coaching was uh, something that they needed uh, volunteers to help coach uh, Special Olympics. at Bloomfield Hills Recreation. And um, that's where I went to, to, to high school. And I had an opportunity to uh, help coach there and, and um, work with a lot of those uh, same kids. I used to work at a special ed camp as well. I worked as, as a lifeguard at a special ed camp in the summer. So it was a lot of those same kids. So just a cool experience to work with those, um, you know, those individuals and see them um, get better as the season progressed. And then they did a really good job at, at the state meet as well. So just a, just an awesome experience to just watch individual growth. You know, at the end of the day, times are great, but it's the, it's the relationships you build with those uh, athletes as well that really make it special. Absolutely. And so you coached in Texas for four years. What differences did you see between Michigan programs versus the ones in Texas? Oh, um, you know, there, there was a lot more, um, I want to say conflict, I would argue, uh, between club and high school swimming versus here in Michigan, I think uh, the club coaches and high school coaches do a really good job of um, kind of balancing that out. Whereas uh, there were some students that I had, um, I was a summer swim coach down there and I had some students uh, that would coach for me, some high school athletes that would coach for me that would only do club. Um, so I just thought that was different as well, because uh, while club swimming is, is tremendous and um, you know, I can attest to just the, the, the various benefits of it. There's just something about swimming with your high school program that it's, it's just a special feeling and it's a, it's a bond that you will have for the rest of your life. And you also have two little boys. How has swim impacted their lives? 
<laughs> uh, it's definitely definitely keeping me busy. Um, it, it definitely keeps me busy, and uh, they're they're a handful. They're four and one, and um, you know it's definitely uh, affected you know certain things because I coach seven months out of the year. I'm the head coach. Uh, for the girls team here at Jenison High School, an assistant for the boys, and it just keeps me on the deck seven months out of the year. So uh, that time off, it's a nice reprieve, and uh, the ability to spend more time with my family is is greatly appreciated. So um, it, it's it's a lot of fun. In fact, my first son was born like um, the night of conference finals. I want to say a few years back, so I missed it. I missed conference finals, you know, that night, the girls were, were understandable, but, uh, you know, we train hard all season. It's like, Hey, sorry, I gotta leave you before the big meet, but this is, this is the big one. So, um, they were understanding, but it's just, it's still funny because even some of those swimmers that have come back and talk, they still, they still will point that out to me that I was not at conference meet because my firstborn was being born. Kyle, you know, um, you get in the water with them yet? Are they doing lessons, all that fun stuff? Uh, yeah, we were before, before COVID and, um, my folks have a place up, up, near uh Houghton Lake so we've been trying to get them in the water as much as possible and my in-laws um live close to Lake Mac so we've been trying to get them into Lake Michigan and Lake Mac as well and you you know sometimes the earlier the better get them in get them comfortable in the water uh and just get them loving the water as early as possible yeah it's it's fun man you know mine are just a few years ahead of you we're we just turned five and we're coming up on seven now and um, to watch my kids go through the lessons, just value it, appreciate it. You, you know, all the great things, what it's about, but it's fun to watch them and, you know, not wanting to talk our job all day long to them because they're not going to understand half of that and just have fun with mm-hmm. them and appreciate it. I'm sure you guys are doing that, but, uh, cer- certainly, a, a, a lot of fun watching that side of it. Uh, you know, we, we see the, the races, the dives, you know, all the great stuff out of our athletes, but just to watch that exploration, that fun, that, you know, energies is a great one too. That's, so. that's where, that's where it all begins. That's how we all, I got my start uh, swim lessons. I didn't even start uh, swimming competitively until like sixth or seventh grade. Cause I just did lessons cause I, I wanted to learn. So um, yeah, I, I totally get that. There's gotta be a, a love for the sport as well. And so you coach the boys and the girls. What are some of the things that you have to be mindful of when the seasons are changing? Oh, it's, it's, it's crazy as, you know, Dave, Dave will tell you too, what, you know, girls state meet is, you know, the right before Thanksgiving break. And then two days later, boys, boys season starts. So um, I'm thankful to work with some great coaches in, in Caroline Clement and, 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 and coffee, who's our aquatics director at, at Genesis as well, who runs a great, great, um, meet um you know we, we we have really got a good balance there and it's just nice to just transition between the sports because girls and boys have different needs they react uh differently i always you know joke around too with the boys that you know uh when i was in high school i i went to bloomfield hills losser when dave was the coach of bloomfield hills uh andover and it was just you know our old swim coach uh mike rado would would, would argue you know too if it was a good it was a good meet, you know, you find some girls crying because they hit best times. If it was a, it was a bad meet, you find some girls crying, crying because they didn't hit their times. It was just, you can always cry and kind of crying because there's so much passion for the sport. So definitely just different, different things that you mix in different sets. Uh, I honestly do a lot of the same sets with the girls and the boys. I just change up the intervals and just change up the types of sets as well, though, too. Uh, it really just depends on the season, the type, the group that we're with. We're a very tiny boys team this year with 11. My girls team had, or sorry, 14 and my girls team had 32. So uh, it's just playing your strengths and building relationships with the kids as best as possible to try and find out what works and what does not work. You know, some, 
some, some guys and girls want to be, you know, hands-on, they, they need to be in touch with their coach and some, um, like to just be left alone and just, they know exactly what they need to do. And sometimes less is more. It really just depends on the, on the kid and the athlete. And that's something that you develop over time. I, I think you're bringing up some good stuff, Kyle. You know, the, we, we, we see the sets, you know, we, we kind of steal from each other, borrow from each other and, and find all the great workouts, but you're talking about some of those intangibles and, you know, how to talk to the athletes, develop that relationship with those athletes. And you and I, you brought it up. And I know a lot of the older coaches are, are going to go down memory lane here when they listen to this today, we both had Rado in our lives and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I I've got, a, I got a little lump in my throat right now and I've got goosebumps on my arms. Cause not a day goes by. I, I miss the man so much. What, what were some of those intangibles that he brought to that pool deck every day that just, that made Losser swimming just energetic and, and just electric at times? Well, that's the thing though, too. Rado. Yeah. Now you got me thinking about it. It's <laughs> great to, it's great to swim with them. You know um, he knew what buttons to push, what dials to turn up and turn down, uh, what athletes needed, you know, extra yards or extra attention versus all of that. Sometimes if, you know, we were acting like a bunch of idiots, he'd sit us down and talk to us for an hour and it doesn't matter that you're missing out on time. And, you know, you, at the end of the, at the end of the day, you know, he, he cared about you and wanted you to be successful. Um, and no matter, no matter what you were doing, um, I'll never forget my sophomore year. I missed the state cut in the two IM by like 0.2 and I missed it in the hundred breast by like 0.3. And, you know, he sat down and he talked to me afterwards and it's like, Hey, this is something to, to shoot for, for next season. Uh, you know, it, it sucks, but you know, this is life. These are real life lessons. It's not always going to, you know, turn out exactly how you think it should go. And I thought, man, I've trained hard all season and just to be, just to miss it by, by that much. And so those are lessons that you still, you know, I think about that to this day, how that made me a better swimmer, maybe a better athlete, maybe try that much harder my junior year. And I got it, you know, both cuts, no problem by my junior year, but that was something that he really, you know, stressed. He knew what, what buttons to push and, you know, there's, it's just different strokes for different folks. So yeah, I agree, Dave. I mean, it's at the end of the day, you got to know the intangibles. We can talk about sets, you know, till the cows come home. And I, I steal sets from time to time from like, you know, Ian Kobus or Eric Talsman and some other great coaches in the area. But at the end of the day, the sets are the sets, you know, and it's all about the, the intensity and effort that you put forth. And, you know, we do things now that we don't even, we wouldn't do 15, you know, 15, 20 years later. Like second day of practice used to be 100, 100s. You know, as coaches, we, we don't, <laughs> we don't do that anymore because it would just destroy our athletes. But it's like, you know what, the, the man put it on the board and he said, this is what we're doing today. And gosh, darn it. You, you wanted to swim hard for that guy. So you did it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I miss that old chalkboard and the yellow chalk. I, mm-hmm. I wish, you know, and, and I tell you, you know, you, you have to come home there. That, that pool is going to get retrofitted and, and built out into a, a big eight lane pool here soon. I, I kind of want to sneak on the deck and, and snag that chalkboard before, uh, before it gets thrown out. It's, it's storage. Now I run by it when I go and visit my folks and I do like, you know, a four or five mile run, I'll run to Losser and I'll run by that. I mean, they got the fences up and it's, it's literally just a giant storage unit. It's a, it's an empty pool with just tons of stuff around the pool deck. It's just crazy to look at. Yeah. They're, I had a meeting last week. They're, they're getting ready to build it out and, and uh, it'll, it'll definitely look a lot different, but I know I'm, I'm sure you will too, as most alumni will, we'll walk on that deck that first time and that loud whistle that that man had will probably still be bouncing off the walls in that pool. I mean, he, he left such an impression there and mm-hmm. 
I think about what we were talking about just a few minutes ago with kids and you're experiencing it at one and four with your little ones. I'm, I'm seeing it now. Mine are just a little bit older. You know, and I, I look back and, you know, Rado wasn't married. He didn't have kids, but you know, you wouldn't, I, I don't know. Like I, I just, the, the one thing when I talk to you guys all the time and I saw it, I mean, he was my best friend. We were together all the time, but the one thing that people bring up time and time again is he was like a second father to me. He was that parent figure. He would, you know, take care of me. He would treat me, you know, he would love me with tough love. And like you said, he'd be there for you when, when you miss stuff by just a half a second, but he'd also be in your face screaming and yelling when you're acting like a moron, you know? Correct. Um, <laughs> you know what? I, I don't know. You want to, you want to share one more story maybe, or, or another great memory about him. Cause I know a lot of people, I, yeah, yeah, and, and just real quick before I, before I let you loose on that one, Mr. Gust, I mean, this is the impression the man had on us. It's been seven years since since Rado passed away. It's hard to believe seven years. But Mr. Gust reached out to me this year in February and sent me a text about how he still thinks about him. So I don't know. You, you got and we could probably talk all day just about him. But, it, you know, is, is there one more good one? One one that'll just make us all. I mean, yeah. I mean, even at the end of the day, I talk about like missed. I mean, just close calls and missed opportunities and stuff. But he told us my senior year, like, Hey, like you should be aiming to break that, that varsity record. And at the end of the day, even at like Oakland counties and at league meet, like, Hey, you're going to taper for, for state meet and you're going to, you know, shoot for that record. Cause it was one I'll never forget it. And we went one thirty seven nine in prelims and we all had to cut like 0.2 today. And he really like pushed us and told us like, Hey, this is what you need to do to get this. And by, by, by God, we got it. You know, we went 137, 13. We got it by 0.03. And it was crazy too, because that 200 freestyle relay at State Me 2, the, the second leg jumped. And it was the last one of my high school career. And I just was thinking, I wasn't sure if I was going to swim at college. I ended up doing just a little bit of swimming at Grand Valley after the fact. But, um, you know, I was just like, man, that was my last race. It was a DQ you know, just a bummer. Cause we had snuck into top eight, but right at the end of the day I said, you know, you guys trained hard all year. You can't let one swim define that's the season has been. So, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, it, it stunk, you know, having your last high school race ever be, be a DQ, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, he, he was good at that 10,000. I think that's good too. As coaches, sometimes we get so focused, focused in on the, the details. We need to zoom back and look at that 10,000 foot view because there's so much to be gained from that insight, it's four years of swimming and it's gone. I mean, I just, I remember it like it was yesterday, but it's gone. You know, yeah. I, I, I look back with wonder and still in awe and just really enjoyed my time, my four years at Bloomfield Hills Lasser. Absolutely. And I'm sure, I'm sure it's, it's carried on in your, your coaching career. And I know you're, you, you do a lot of great things for those kids that, that Rado taught you and, and, you know, all the assistants that passed through the pool too. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely a big, big influence. That's one of the first people I think about when like, how would, how would Rado approach the situation? Oh, yeah. There, there's days I wish he was still here when we're racking our brain at, at board meetings or when I've got a rough day, yeah, just cause he understood the community and, and the faculty and everything. I'm like, man, where are you right now? I need you so bad. <laughs> so yeah, he was, he was great. Definitely, definitely missed. Yeah. Before we continue, did you know that you could recruit yourself to Lawrence Technological University? Listen to this. If you're a high school athlete with the dream of playing college sports, Lawrence Technological University wants you to recruit yourself. 
LTU offers over two dozen varsity sports for men and women, along with several dozen world-class undergraduate programs. Athletic and academic scholarships are available in all sports, including its newest additions, competitive cheer and dance, e-sports, women's hockey, and men's and women's track and field. Visit LTUathletics.com and recruit yourself. Lawrence Tech, where Blue Devils dare. So, Kaya, with your time at Jenison High School, how has the program transformed? Uh, it's just been a pleasure to be a part of. We've got a great club USA team there that does a lot of great work with developing uh, strokes and the talent. And um, yeah, it's just been awesome to be to be a part of our girls program, especially um, has gotten um, significantly better as the years have gone on. Um, the culture is changing. It takes a while to implement culture but in the back of my mind the last couple of years and, I, and I'm hopeful to, to for it to continue we had a really great season this past year even with all the uncertainty the first uh, two weeks we were training outdoors in a pool that was about 25 minutes from our high school and then we were driving to Camp Geneva which Z knows about like mm -hmm. half an hour with with some of our summers in the other half and um, you know, another one of our coaches, Caroline Clement, we were literally kayaking around a man-made lake in Hudsonville. I mean, we were just doing anything we could to, to just to swim and we were just making the most of it. And um, at the end of the day, and I, I just kind of want to instill this upon the girls and the boys that I just want to be better than Jenison's ever been before. Um, I don't really say it in that way, but in the back of my mind, that's kind of the goal. So I was really pleased uh, this year. I told the girls too, um, that I thought we had a shot you know what, being top 10, uh, we were in a decent position. We finally got the go-ahead for state, and we were actually on the pool deck. And, man, once that first whistle went, two months after we were supposed to have state meet, it was a, it was a relief to, to, be, <laughs> to be on deck and, and to watch that progress. But the girls uh, did an outstanding job. We had seven uh, really dedicated girls that trained hard even uh, when they shut us down uh, and still did just did a good job. At the end of the day, I just – you know, just trying to think, trying to be the best version that you can be, just wanting, wanting to be better than you've been before. And I'm hoping to build off of that uh, success uh, next year. Now, our boys were down in numbers, but every boy uh, has been a contributor this year in our conference. And I wasn't sure how a conference was going to go with only 14 boys, 11 swimmers and three divers. I'm sure Z can attest, you know, when you've got eight lane scoring, there's only so much you can do with 11 swimming bodies. So, um, but we've, we've done a really, we've had a really good season as well. And just trying to be positive and look at it. Like every meet can be successful. If you define what success is, you know, we know we're not going to beat a Hudsonville or a West Ottawa. Those are two top five D one teams that are just going to be, you know, crushing it out at conference this weekend to see who's going to take out who's going to get first. You know, those are two phenomenal teams, but can we get some good can we swim some other events and best times? Can we do little things right? Absolutely. So I think it's just the, the culture and the mindset. Not that that culture wasn't there before, but it just keeps getting better and better and more positive, I guess, is, is the best way to frame it. Because, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, if you define success uh, early on, I feel like they can go a long way in how your season can go. Another proud partner of Poolside, the MHSAA is constantly reinforcing the importance of good sportsmanship. Here's what they have to say. Sportsmanship has never been more important between the lines in athletics and outside those lines in our communities. To listen, to respect, to understand, to practice common decency, to have competition without contentiousness. Sportsmanlike qualities are essential components of life itself. 
Let's all work together to not only be good sports, but good people. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics. So Kyle, you know, we're a lot of us on the east side. We've already finished up league meet. And traditionally, a lot of us are done at this point in the year. Um, but you guys uh, made a little little changes here. What uh, what was the motivation behind that? And, and what are you guys looking forward to tomorrow with league meet? That was the, uh, you know, the brain trust of, of Steve, Steve Boyer and, and Ian Kobus. But I think, I think it's a good idea, too. They wanted to maximize the time that we had because it, traditionally you have, you know, I usually say to the girls, it's 100 days till state meet. And I think for the boys, it's slightly more, but you throw Thanksgiving break in there. Um, this year, we didn't have as much training time. And so in our effort to maximize our training time, um, we pushed conference meet back a week. So now conference meet instead of being two weeks out from state is a week out from state. So I know that's what the Catholic Catholic league does in the East side of the state. Um, but there's been some really good swimming going on and a lot of teams have gotten tremendously better as the season has progressed, just because I think that pool time has been very valuable. We had a four week shutdown where lots of uh, teams, unfortunately were not able to get time in the water. So I think that was kind of the logic behind it. And everyone in our league was pretty open-minded about it. And, you know, we're trying it. Apparently this is what they used to do decades ago. Uh, talking to some of the older coaches out there, they're like, Hey, there's no school like the old school. And sometimes, you know, you got to look to look to the past to sometimes um, see what you can do in the future. So I'll be very curious to see how this turns out, but I'm really excited for, uh, to see how conference meet for the OK Red goes tomorrow. Um, it'll be interesting too, to see, you know, um, the differences too, between conference meet and state meet for a lot for these eight teams competing tomorrow as well, but, you know, trying something new, um, just like a lot of, uh, other teams are out there. This is, these are different times and you got to be flexible and adjust. And we've, we've switched up some of our training just to ensure that our boys will be ready come, you know, conference meet or state meet because, you know, you're, you're, you're not doing what you've normally done in the past. So you've got to adapt and be successful. So what do you do? I guess, first of all, do you, do you have kids that are already pre-qualified? You guys get close to cuts where, you uh, so for us, um, we've got a couple of kids that were close, but we just decided to, we've got one, uh, boy, Andrew Tease, who's got, uh, three or four cuts. So we're tapering him for state, but everybody else we're dropping down for, for conference. And then, I think we're just going to try, try and hang on. So we got, we had the double taper down pretty good. And usually our double taper held pretty well for those boys that needed to, to, to go down. But uh, yeah, we'll kind of see what happens here because um, yeah, we got a lot of options. We'll kind of see how they look on Saturday and just kind of go from there. So we're only, we dropped down our 10 out of 11 summers. So one just started his taper a week later. And that's basically what the, the route that we're going with. So just uh, dialing back the yards, doing some fast swimming still, but lots of rest in between and still making sure that the yardage is, you know, s- somewhat still there, not all the way gone, but taper has already begun for, for him as well. So what about, you know, you'll be, you know, six days out, seven days out, right. From state meet. Do you guys get in Sunday morning and loosen up? You guys take the day off, get ready on Monday. We're going to take the day off only because it's uh, especially too, even for, um, you know, the one that's tapering for state, that's still six days of swimming. So six days of swimming, still getting some yards, still getting some fast yards um, in as well. And then you can kind of see what they're at on Monday and just kind of either dial it up or dial it down, depending on where everybody's at. I, I think this will be very interesting too, because boys taper differently than girls. And it's been my experience that the boys need more rest. So I'll be very curious to see how this goes uh, as well for some of the other teams out there that are, um, 
you know, tapering for conference because, um, Z, you know, those D1 cuts are, are cooking. I mean, you've got you've to be moving to get those cuts. So, um, yeah, I know some of the other teams in the area that have their cuts already are tapering and getting ready for, for, for state meet. I know a lot of the, the other OK conference meets that, that have already occurred, I know a lot of them are tapering. A lot of those teams are tapering, like, uh, like Christian and Hamilton. They're tapering for their fast. Their top swimmers are tapering for state meet. So, I, I mean, it just depends on where you are and what, what's the goal. If your goal is to, you know, win a conference meet compared to uh, – Top four finish at state. I mean, it's every team has different needs. So I'll be very curious to see how some of these other teams uh, do going in. I mean, you know, especially with with the east side of the state, it's just a different beast too. With with county meet and MISCA and league meet and state meet, that's a lot of consecutive weekends of fast swimming. Oh yeah, and and then you look at some of these dual meets. You know, see home and Adams and the girls all year fighting it out. They go one two at state meet. You know, even see home oh, yeah. groves. I mean, it's yeah, it's on all the time. So. Now, yeah, no being on the east side. Really fast uh, conference meets. I was on Swim Cloud looking at the results. I thought you guys had a great uh, podcast last week, too, talking about Swim Cloud and some of the benefits uh, of it, too. I've been having more of the girls and boys look at it more and get into it. I think it's a tremendous tool. Oh, absolutely. I, um, you know, Greg, Greg was talking a little bit last week with us. You know, I'll kind of switch directions with what I, th- what I was thinking about. But, you know, with, um, you know, with some of those times, you know, we had to adjust all this training. We had all these shutdowns and stuff. We're seeing some incredibly fast swimming out of these boys. What's it like over there for you guys? Are you seeing fast swimming across the board? Is it just these kids who are on club? What do you think? I think it's a little bit uh, of everything because some, I mean, it depends, some of it depends on the, 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 the training that they're getting, but yeah, we're seeing, I'm seeing significant improvement across the board. I'd be very curious too. I think it'll continue tomorrow with conference. And I think there's, there's going to be significant time drops just like all the other stuff though, as well. And you also got NC2As uh, going on right now. And, and there's some fast swimming going on there and some, you know, not, I was looking, you know, eighth grade in the five or sorry, eighth, eighth place in the 500 free wouldn't have even been top 16 uh, two years ago. So, I mean, it really depends. I think it really just depends on what you're training for and just the types of, caliber kids that you that you're getting and so for a lot of these boys though too some of them play water polo or other sports and then you get in some yards and some training and some some race pace training especially especially if you do it every day they're gonna they're gonna drop time especially once you rest and you know slap a fast skin on or, or an arena or whatever there's just something about throwing a, a a suit on a tech suit on that just gets you in that mindset that you're just ready to go so it's a little bit different too with uh you know uh, with the MISCA meet or a county meet as well, because if you think about that, that's three, four meets a year that you're, all right, put this on and go fast. So that's that's definitely a challenge. Yeah, some teams over here suit up for the MISCA meet, but you know, we also don't have a county meet like like y'all do. So that's that's definitely different. But that, that that was definitely one of my, definitely one of the memorable things about swimming growing up. I remember watching you know future gold medalist Pete Vanderke uh, on Adams, uh, two and a half seconds back. Brother Rice is ahead. And he's on Adams and he comes back and he just touches him out at the end. I mean, just, you, you just, you don't forget that sort of stuff. So there's something to be said for County meet as well. Yeah. These, these big meets get you going. Yeah. I, I definitely think, you know, we, we've, it's kind of been a, a question almost every week with our guests is, you know, this year really made us have to get creative swimming in lakes, taking time off, dealing with, you know, being able to get in pools and not, um, you know, I, even like, and you touched on, you guys have a small team. We're looking at almost a hundred less boys swimming in the OAA this year, over 120 less girls in the OAA, no middle school programs. We've got to try to beef that up next year. 
what, I don't know, is, is there one thing maybe you want to work on between now and August, whether it be recruiting, trying to get kids interested in the sport, redeveloping training? I mean, is there one thing that, that's kind of stuck out to you? I guess I agree with that, the, the sentiment that you're expressing, because I feel like every, every year this, we got in four weeks into our season and I felt bad for some of those other teams out there that didn't have access to outdoor pools. Um, so I think about that as, as well, but, um, we didn't do any dry land. We didn't do, or limited dry land. And we didn't do any weightlifting. Like we usually do. We didn't do morning practices. We just got in and trained, but we also had to, we were training out in lakes. We were training, you know, uh, very limited training time. So it was just different. And we just had to kind of adjust the mindset. I, I don't think traditionally, I think the less is more, I think the types of training you're doing is more important than the yards you're getting. And every year I just realized that just more and more that if you're putting in quality yards, if you're putting in race pace training every day in some capacity, I think that goes a long way than just building up that aerobic base right away. I think there's something to be said, especially if you're a student, if your athletes come in somewhat in shape for speed and power work, um, really think that that's kind of the direction that the swimmer is going. Don't get me wrong. You still need a base and you still, and we train our 200 and 500 swimmers. Uh, we'll still do, you know, sets like, you know, six, three hundreds for our distance swimmers and, you know, 10 fifties race pace on the 15 and the 45 and the 40 and, and stuff like that. But I think there's something to be said for race pace training, Virginia, the Virginia women right now and, and NC state women right now are kind of showing you that that if you're, you could, you could do 3000 yards in practice, but if it's fast, high paced quality yards every time, then you can still get, you know, amazing results. So I think, I kind of think that the less is more sentiment and just kind of, kind of develop to just the of, of technique, but also maybe more heck, even more, even early in the season, maybe power and speed right away for those that come in in shape and then building that capacity up for everyone else that is not in shape. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, you know, we, we saw a lot of good stuff this week. You guys are going to see it tomorrow leading into next week. Uh, you know, this podcast will drop Monday, Tuesday, and folks will really be focused on that state meet and you folks are opening up your door uh, to everybody. And for a lot of us, we haven't been out there. So Take a second here, highlight your facility, talk about what we're going to see when we get there. I mean, clearly some fast swimming over the years, but, but talk to us about that facility for us. Oh, it's a, it's a great facility. It's hosted a number of things, even just in my short, this is year six of me being a coach there. Um, everything from GLIACs to synchronized swimming world championships. We are willing to, to go the distance synchronized swimming world championships. It's a 30 meter. <laughs> so we can do that if we need to, but they've hosted USA state meet. It's a beautiful uh, 50 meter facility that was built uh, a decade and change ago. It's got space up in the stands as well. The unfortunate thing is no spectators, but um, with the athletes that we have, we have enough deck space and space in the stands to keep everybody there, which uh, I just think is great. You know, we were at Northview for the girls and I thought they did a fantastic job, but you can only do so much with the deck space uh, that they have there in the cool downs as well. So our facility, we're going to have eight lanes, of the competition, you know, going, and then we're going to have two to three events warming up and, and getting ready. And, um, I think it will be a very good, uh, meet that I'm, uh, I think, uh, will be very, uh, well run. Uh, and I'm looking forward to, to just seeing just, you know, people come to, to this side of the state, you know, for, for a long time, it was always, you know, Eastern and Oakland, Eastern and Oakland, and then eventually through Holland Aquatic Center into the and in the mix, and now we're seeing it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter if it's at Hudsonville or if it's at Jenison or if it's at, you know, Lake Fast Swimming. I mean, 25 yards is 25 yards, and there are some great facilities in this area. So I'm, I'm really excited to have, you know, some fast programs like, like, like Seaholm 
and groves come out and swim at our facility. And uh, I just think it'll be a, just a very unique experience as well. I think it'll be cool just these teams coming over to the west side as well. We've had a lot of great swimming here over the last, you know, five to 10 years. And um, yeah, looking forward to, um, you know, hopefully this is a sign of things to come though, too. I've, you know, west side teams have no problem going to the east side and we'd love to have you those east side teams and central uh, teams over on the west side as well. We've got some great facilities. Uh, I was thinking about the Miska girls meet uh, last year, Calvin did a great job uh, hosting that as well. So lots of great aquatic facilities for our friends um, that are not on the west side of the state to travel over and, and partake in. So I'm looking forward to some fast swimming um, this weekend and next weekend. And I know it'll be both will be uh, well-run meets. Very good. Well, we're, we, we appreciate the hospitality. We're looking forward to getting out there. Um, our, our boys will be heading over to Hudsonville, which again, Ian did a, a wonderful job and, and yeah, it's nice to be heading to the West side. You guys have some amazing facilities. So, um, let, last little thing I just want to touch on. Um, you do a lot of work for MISCA, uh, take a minute, talk to the folks out there about your role with MISCA and, and what we can do to get these kids recognized for all their hard work in the classroom. Absolutely. We've got some outstanding student athletes. Um, and I honestly take it as a compliment all the time when, when teachers, uh, in my building, uh, let me know, Hey, I've got this summer and this summer and this summer in the class. Like they're always looking forward to having, uh, some of our girl or boy swimmers cause they know they're outstanding, uh, student athletes. They work hard in the pool deck, but they also work hard in the classroom. And, uh, I'm academic all state team chairperson. Uh, Darren Miller does a great job with the academic all state individual awards as well. Um, basically if you have a three, six, five for individual, you can, um, and you're a senior, you have a cumulative of three, six, uh, 3.65 or higher, you qualify for academic all-state individual. Uh, and for team, what we do is we go by division and you basically send, you basically compile a list of all of your athletes, their cumulative GPA after first semester or first trimester, whichever comes first. And then um, you trim out the bottom 10%. And then, yeah, you uh, take that 90%, put all the GPAs together, divide it by the number that you're counting, and then you have a team GPA uh, that gets submitted to me, and I take the top 10 in each division, uh, plus the top one in the Upper Peninsula. Can't forget our friends in the UP as well. So, uh, yeah, top 10. I mean, it's just, there's a lot of outstanding teams around the state that have, like, GPAs of, like, 365 or higher. I want to say that's usually the cutoff for the girls. Like if you have a three, six, five or a three, seven, like team GPA, a, you're doing awesome, but B that's usually, I mean, there's, it's pretty cutthroat. There's a lot of teams out there with the three, seven or higher that might, you know, unfortunately miss out on top 10 because there's so many good student athletes out there. So for the boys, it's a little bit lower, but it's still like a three, five or a three, six, uh, depending on the years. And we're going uh, until the, that first week in April. So we're, we're extending it a little bit more longer than usual, just to allow those teams to make it to state. And then, you know, when you're kind of finishing up the season, I know a lot of coaches do their academic All-American, academic All-State, all that stuff usually after the season's conclusion, because they got a lot in their plate. So um, it's, it's super easy. You just fill out a Google form online or email me. I got um, three or four uh, applications today. So um, just to, I really want to highlight, uh, Darren Miller just does a tremendous job with our individual, uh, academic all states and making sure that those kids are recognized because it's a tremendous achievement to, to be putting in hours before school and after school in the pool deck and still maintain a three, six, five or better. It's just phenomenal. Absolutely. Well, you know, as always, you know, I, first of all, before statement, thank you for your hospitality this week. Thank you for what you do for MISCA. Um, you know, it's a pleasure working with you every day and, uh, you know, for somebody who I saw 14, 15 through 18 years old, come up swimming uh, to see you back on the deck coaching. Um, 
I know Rado would be ecstatic and he'd be very, very proud to see what you do and several other alumni around the state. You know, we, we always look at, you know, that, that coaching tree and I'm, I'm proud to say I'm from that Eastern coaching tree, but uh, there's a Rado coaching tree out there uh, and, and we're all over the country and I know he'd be really proud of you. So thank you for all you do and, and really good luck tomorrow. Um, and uh, look forward to catching up at the spring board meeting, man. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks, Dave, for having me. All right, everybody. Well, that's all that we have this week. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Michigan State Champs Poolside podcast. This podcast is presented by Lawrence Technological University. Poolside is also brought to you by the MHSAA, promoting the value and values of educational athletics, and by the DMC's Rehabilitation Institute of Michigan, the only freestanding rehabilitation center in Southeast Michigan solely dedicated to physical medicine and rehabilitation. Once again, I'm your host, Sarah Davis, joined by David Jolkowski and Kyle Stump. Thank you for tuning in this week and be sure to tune in for state final updates here on the State Champs Michigan social media platforms. Once again, everybody, just keep swimming.